Welcome back to Real Talk with Pam and Chuck. Sorry, Chuck I, and I, Pam. I think it should be welcome back to you. Thank you. It's, it's been a while since we've we've talked. It, it has been. It's been, this will be three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Right. Well, it's I quite took, a while. Took a little trip to Ireland, mm-hmm. the mother country, and I uh, had a wonderful time there. They predicted torrential downpours. Um, the entire time that we were there, and wouldn't you know, the weathermen were wrong. They were wrong. Okay. Shocker. And it was gorgeous weather the entire time that we were there. A couple right. sprinkles here and there. Okay. So, yeah, cool, cool trip. And I've been MIA, just trying to catch up and, and catch my breath, really, mm-hmm. with getting back in, into the stream of things. No pun intended, because we are going to talk about one movie that's streaming and then one movie that's on the big screen and then there's a movie that you saw that i did not well there's a movie you saw that i did not exactly. so yeah so there's that there is so let's start with a biggie mm-hmm. top gun maverick <laughs> that that's about how you're supposed to say it that's exactly right <laughs> <coughs> surprisingly you like this one more than i did I think it did. That, that's kind of ironic, I think. Isn't it, though? Mm-hmm. See, I, I try not to go in with a closed mind to a movie, and, and I really thought this was just going to be like repeat of the first one from, and you and I talked about this, 1986. It was. And it was repeat <laughs> Jesus, of 1986. It was. But I liked it better. I liked the acting better. I liked the dialogue better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was blown away by the cinematography and the aerial acrobats. Mm-hmm. So that's what blew me out of the water. And I like Tom Cruise. I don't well, know I've, why. <laughs> I've always liked him. I've, I've defended him even when people start trashing him. I mean, I want to give know, him a little got... hug and put, give him a little nuggy because I think he'd probably come up to my chin. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple shots there where they didn't cheat the way they usually do. I know, do. right? It's like, oh, he, he is short. <laughs> and also, Miles Teller is, is rather large, uh, as, uh, tall, I should say. Yes. I've, I've interviewed him, and he's taller than you suspect. Yeah. So, uh, he's probably like 6'1, 6'2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a tall kid. He's a tall kid. But uh, yeah, I guess what? Just a, a real quick recap of the um plot such as it is <laughs> right uh maverick is uh a dinosaur uh he still flies planes even though he should be an admiral by now but he refuses promotion so he can still fly planes that's what he loves and he knows if he could say higher rank that they won't let him do that and he has been sent back to top gun school not as a pilot or a, a trainee now, but as a teacher. There is a uh, mission that has to be completed that's stolen completely from Star Wars. <laughs> uh, in which I hadn't thought of that. It is, You're right. it is exactly like the attack on the Death Star. Exactly. You got to fly through the canyon, and then you got to hit this really, really little target, and then you better fly out real quick. Oh my God. It's right out of Star Wars. You are absolutely correct. Oh, was, my God, I missed that. That is hilarious. As they were explaining to it, I was like, no. No. <laughs> They're really going to do this? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's the attack on the Death Star. But here... I can't stop laughing. It's an attack on a yet-to-be-functional uranium plant somewhere run by somebody. We're never specific about who the bad guy is or where it is because we don't want to piss off anyone in the real world because no one has a sense of fucking humor anymore. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm going to stop you for one sec because I really did like the fact that even the pilots had on like these ant helmets. They look like ants flying in in these these 
battleships and they they didn't look real they were faceless they were nameless so you didn't know that that was you know from some other country captain hugemeyer and he's got a family at home you don't think about that kind no, of stuff because they're to. just totally nameless bad guys right right yeah bad yeah, guys. yeah they're generic yep you're yep. not supposed to yeah yep. yeah you don't worry yeah, about them being that. blown out of the water i like that well you know and that's that was a criticism of the first film and of this one as well, is, you know, the politics around this are, you know, very jingoistic. It's rah-rah America. Right, right. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we have the might, we have the willpower, uh, and yeah, whoever the enemy might be, Doesn't matter. the hell with them. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but he's got to take 12 of the best of the best of the best and narrow it down to six to attack the Death Star and, of course, complications ensue, and it's incredibly convenient that one of the cadets, uh, Rooster, uh, played by Miles Teller, just happens to be the son of Maverick's old buddy, Goose. I like how they continue the theme with the bird. Yes, okay, Goose, Goose and, and Rooster. Rooster. Right, right. And, of course, Rooster is pissed at Maverick because he still blames him for his father's death. And also, he's done something else that's right. not very nice. Right. And, of course, there's this animosity and macho bullshit between them. And then they fly. All right. And, and that is uh, that is really the crux of the entire film is macho bullshit. Well, and that was the first film, too. <laughs> right. It, 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 it was. was. It's it was. all about posturing. It's all about, look at my abs, look at my, you were and talking were about, beautiful. you were talking about Cruz's triceps and biceps, right. uh, you know, sun-drenched locations. Right. I mean, volleyball. Yeah, I mean, you know what, and I'm, and I'm not knocking it. Oh, I'm not either. I mean, because, you know, it's kind of like what I said about Downton Abbey last week. You go in knowing what to expect. Right. This, this is what you want. When, if it says Top Gun on the label... This is what you're going to get, and that's right. what you expect. Right. And this, to me, this was just a total popcorn movie. Oh, it was completely a popcorn movie. And I movie. like a popcorn movie. I was on the edge of my seat watching this. And edge of your seat. Well, okay, maybe you not You knew edge. exactly what was going to happen. I was, I loved watching the flying. Here's, here's another thing, too. My dad fought in World War II, and he mm -hmm. was a ball turret gunner. Right. My dad also flew little planes and took me up flying when I was a little kid. So you had that connection. Then. And I do. And my son wants to learn how to fly, which mm -hmm. scares the shit out of me and so I think he's going to be flying so I mean there is that flying sure. connection so when when you see that this is like these are real stunts these are not, it's right. not CGI that's breathtaking and when they do these dives of it looks like a ballet nose dive in the air that's pretty freaking cool I really enjoyed that edge of my seat no I was in a recliner and I was pretty darn comfy, and I was on my side because I'm a side sleeper. So if I needed to doze up, did it, you bring it, a blanket? Uh, no, I didn't. I had okay. a coat that I used as a blanket. Like, though. Yeah. They do sell at the theater that I went to. They did sell blankets. That's not that convenient of them. Yeah. No, I've always liked Cruz. Uh, you you have to separate his personal from his professional. And I've said this many times. No one works harder than he does. Ra Nobody. Oh my gosh. No. Nobody. And these stunts that you're talking about. You know, he made sure he, he insisted that everyone in the in the in the cast go through the flight training, know right. this stuff, and you know it might some people might say it's obsessive, but I think it makes a difference. Sure, there, there's a realism that comes from that when when you know that, oh, and yeah. uh, you know it's the same with the Mission Impossible films. When you do your own stunts, and I see you, and you're hanging on the side of that plane or hanging off the building. That ups the ante, and then, well, in, in the story, it makes a difference. Yeah, there's, there, it increases that risk, even though we know, you know, it is a fictional world. Right. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. 
uh, again, you know my objections to the flying scenes. I think they right. screwed the pooch there. Yeah. Um, it's one of the few films, though, that, you know, if you are fully invested in this, you should see it in IMAX. Oh, absolutely. Do um, not wait for this to come out on VOD or watch it. I don't care how good your home screen is. Mm-hmm. You need to see this it's, on a big screen. It's an immersive experience. Absolutely. There's no question. Yeah. But again, depending on how big of a fan you are. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, my, my IMAX ticket was 20 bucks, which I think is a bit steep. That is, that is. Mine was 17. Yeah. Mine was a little 17 more is still. It's too much. A well, steep. I couldn't figure out like, geez, these are usually like eight or 10 bucks. What's going on here? And then it was the IMAX. IMAX, theater. sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also liked, and I think you liked this too, the relationship between um, Cruz and Connolly, Jennifer Connolly. Sure, plays. yeah. I liked their relationship so much better than the relationship, again, we are mirroring the 1986 movie to this movie. Um, Kelly McGillis played his love interest, Charlie, in the first one. Mm-hmm. That one was like well, contrived and... It's a different age. It is. In which the it film is. is made. And it I is. think that the 80s were reflected. If I remember correctly, she doesn't she show up in power suits all the time? And she's like a oh, yeah. psychologist and going to get into his head or something like uh, that. Isn't I don't remember that. I remember something okay. like that. But, okay. but, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's a much more mature thing. Uh, even though it is a little flighty at times, you know, and I love her. I love her. So I do too. I do uh, too. You know, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie was um, when they were sailing that boat. That was cool because you could, you know, that they were picking up some real conversation between the two of them, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. was that was impressive sailing. Something else that added nothing to the plot. Oh, absolutely. Was, no. Well, no, he was he was in the navy and he didn't know how to sail. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that was ironically funny. That whole opening thing, by the way. Yeah. Adds nothing to the plot. You realize that, right? It just says he's a maverick. Yeah, that and he, he earns reminds his us, title. Yeah, 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 that he destroys that plane, <laughs> and we get to see Ed Harris all too briefly. I know. Uh, oh, and, and thank you, John Hamm, for taking this thankless role. I mean, I like John Hamm. He's fine here, but a thankless role as Maverick's, you know, gruff superior officer who has to chew his ass. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. A part no that, one really wants. But no. yeah, thank you, Jen. Well, and let's talk a little bit about Val Kilmer. Because I didn't realize his health issues that he was having and how, actually how, how bittersweet that role was that he took. Well, and, and that whole moment, there's, he is in the film. I don't want to give anything more away. But yeah, that to me was the highlight of the movie because it resonates not only just with, with the characters, but then yeah. off screen as well. I mean, at that time when this film was made, Kilmer and Cruz were both big stars both on their way up, hadn't yeah. achieved, you know. So you could sense that competition off screen and on. Right. And seeing that him here and what they do with that moment, uh, that, yeah, that, that, was, that was the best yeah. part of, for me. Yeah. I, I I'm glad I, you brought that up. Yeah, I, I really I appreciate what you explained to me about his situation. Um, mm-hmm. Also, another interesting thing, and I, I hadn't realized this. I remember we kept thinking, oh, Top Gun's coming out this year. No, it's not coming out this year. Oh, it's coming out. The- nope, it's not sure. coming out this year. This was supposed to come out in 2019, July, I think. And it's it got two years pushed, late. pushed because of some production issues, and then, and then COVID, and then COVID, mm-hmm. and now it's finally out. So three years, really. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and again, that all goes back to Cruz, because I know that they approached them about selling it to TV, and, and he insisted no. I'm glad. And he, you know, he, and I was reading an article about him the other day, and, I'm, and, and they point out, this is a guy he has not succumbed to, or he has never been on a TV show. 
you know, you have actors, you know, Costner you see doing it. I know Harrison Ford was, is in talks, it, it has signed on for something. You know, as they get older, now they are segueing back into TV. Sure. Cruz hasn't done that yet. He's yeah. not as old as them yet. But that seems to be the natural progression. And it's going to be interesting to see if he ultimately goes that route. Hmm. Um, I know he's got his next three films set up. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw that. So, I mean, I, I, there's no stopping this guy. I just hope that at some point he puts on the brakes and goes back and does something like Magnolia or something like Jerry Maguire to remind everybody of what a good actor he is because right. that's often overlooked amidst all these action films. Right, because he, he is the action god. Yeah, he but really he's is. also, you watch Born on the Fourth of July, you watch Minority yeah. Report, you watch Jerry Maguire, you're reminded of. He can he's act. also a very good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, the other movie that's coming out on VOD, it's actually already in theaters, is Emergency. In certain cities. In certain cities. Not our city. We happen to be in Champaign and Kankakee, and yeah, it's not here. Yeah. No, but, but it is going to be on VOD um, no, Prime. No, Prime. it's on Amazon. Amazon. Starting Damn tomorrow. Okay. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, okay. Yeah. Oh, so confusing. Too many, too many platforms. You know, you talk about these flow charts that you never do. Yeah. That's a flow chart we really need we to need do it. is all the different <laughs> streaming services and what's going where. Because, I mean, yeah, it's well, way and, too much. And, and Yeah. I mean, there, we've got Bleecker Street and Amazon, and typically they they go hand in hand. They, yeah. They seem um, to have some sort you know, of distribution, distribution yeah. deal. And then there's Hulu and Apple. Anyway, so yes. I'll so Emergency. You emergency. saw that during Sundance, and I, I missed that one. You missed it, and you missed it again, unfortunately, because I think this is something Technical. you Really like technical well, I'm sure difficulties. I would, but you know, I have no. Well, that's well, another you can issue. See it. You've got Amazon Prime, so you Watch can see it, it as tomorrow. Of tomorrow. Um, this is a it's, it's a crazy story about these two boys in college, senior year. Um, they are going to do the ultimate epic tour of drinking in this final party night. It sounds like a ridiculous thing. I had zero interest in wanting mm-hmm. to see this movie, but I liked the kid that was in it, R.J. Kyler, is that Siler, how Siler. Yeah. I interviewed okay. him once. <gasps> Did you he really? Was in... For me, Girl and the Dying Girl? Yes. Oh, yeah, I me, you and the Dying movie. Girl. Yeah, I interviewed him and the other young man and, the, and uh, Olivia Cook. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. You could tell that all three of them they were going to go places. Right. And I've seen him in a couple of things, and his presence in this makes me want to watch it. Oh, my gosh. He's incredible in this. And and that's the reason why I watched it. I'm so glad I did because this sounds like a typical frat party kind of movie, and it is anything but that. These two boys, um, Sean, played by, by Siler, and Coonley, played by Donald Elise Watkins, who I don't think he's done anything before. Um and Kunli is this academic wonder kid. He's going places. He's, you know, working on his thesis. How you do that in undergrad, I don't know how. I think there might be some issues there. Whatever. Okay. Um, and Sean is the party boy. But together they are best friends. And they are going to do this, this epic tour. No black students have ever completed this epic tour of seven different stops on this night. Um, of course, something happens. They have to go back to their apartment. And when they get back to their apartment, they see this girl who is passed out on the floor, obviously had a little bit too much to drink. And they ask their other roommate, um, maybe you know who, who this is. His name is uh, Sebastian Chacon. Um, you'll recognize his face. He plays Carlos. And the three of them together are freaking out because none of them are white. They've got a white girl passed out on their floor. And they all decide if they call the cops, they're going to think they did something. So this really takes a deep dive 
in a comedic yet poignant way about racism and how they view themselves and how they perceive others to view them. Mm -hmm. They pick up the girl, they put her in the car to take her back to where they think she might have come from. Meanwhile, the older sister is looking for this girl, her name turns out to be Emma, and she's only in high school. The stops that they make along the way trying to avoid being picked up by the police because they have a broken taillight on their car. Oh, no. And it's just one bad decision after another. But all these decisions make sense as you're watching them make it because of their history and their background. And the racism that's hanging over them. That's interesting. It really is. Um, I've never seen a movie done quite like this. It never loses its comic tone. Um, but never overshadows the dramatic aspects that are so important in the social relevancy of this movie. Mm-hmm. Really well done. You know, a movie that you and I really love from a couple years ago, Blind Spotting. Is this similar in tone? Um, or is this one more comedic? This one's more comedic. Okay. It, 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 I think it does a better balanced job. Okay. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying now. Okay. So yeah. check this one out. I, I will watch it. Like I like the kid and, you know. I'm I'm gonna take your word for it. I'm That's glad been, I've been burned before. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been I was excited for you to see this one and I was really bummed that you had technical issues yes. with that because I think I would really want you to give me a buzz after you watch it because I really okay. would love to talk with you about this more in depth about mm. all the different stops that they make and how each of them has a different reaction based on their backgrounds and what they how they were brought up. Okay. Two different backgrounds. So watch that one on Amazon Prime tomorrow. And you watch something I didn't. Yeah, and I'm anxious to see you watch this. I don't know if you're going to get through it. I don't know if you're going to get through this documentary called A Taste of Whale. Oh, I'm not. I will not watch it. I saw the I saw the trailer going in the background as I was updating our website, and I will not watch it. But, 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 but. You eat meat, right? Sometimes. Okay, but you still eat it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It opens with a a, a great quote from Paul McCartney. He says, if slaughterhouses had glass walls, everyone would be a vegetarian. Yeah. And that basically is what this is about. Apparently, there is a tradition in the Faroe Islands, and the Faroe Islands are north of England. They're part of Denmark, and they've been doing this since forever, in which apparently throughout the summer, they will uh, drive pilot whales into the harbor and harvest them. Harvest them. Okay. This is, like they say, something that they've always done. And the logic behind this, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the guy says, well, you know, you could go to the grocery store. You buy the meat there. What's the difference? And as they harvest this meat... They divide it up, and every household in the islands gets a portion of what they bring in. can last up to six months, depending on the size of the family. You're judgmental already. <laughs> no, I, I mean, when, it's, when you're talking about survival, and this is how you survive, and I think about the Alaskan Inuits that, you know, they do the same type right. of thing. I, I, I can't kill well, a seal, I can't kill a whale, but I understand survival, too. Right, you and know? you can't kill a cow. No. I can't kill a cow, but I'll eat a cheeseburger in a heartbeat. So you, you can't really, if you're eating meat, you can't be high, you know, hypocritical and, and judge. Yeah. And it's interesting because the movie, uh, as directed by, um, what's this guy's name? Um, 
Vincent Kellner. Never heard of him before. But it's going, and, and, and you're, the way he presents this is like, yeah, okay, makes sense. Makes sense. And then there's a group of activists that come in from France. And they have uh, carried along Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson must have read an article. Pamela Anderson must have read an article or something. Had some time on her hands. She ends up being the celebrity voice for this. And it backfires spectacularly at a news conference that they have. Because you have some uh, um, reporters there. Uh, who really know this subject inside and out and ask her some questions. And she's just, oh, well, it's just a horrible thing and it shouldn't happen, blah, blah, blah. And the filmmaker presents these French people as meddlers, like outsiders. Mm -hmm. You don't live here. You don't know what's going on. (laughs) You you don't understand this. And yet you're coming in here and you're doing this. And so without doing it, and documentarians do this whether they realize it or not, most of them do realize it, they are putting forth an opinion. Sure. You know, they you can't are. be totally unbiased. You can't, you can't. But the thing about this movie is I was completely on the side of the people who lived in the Faroe Islands until we get to about the 90 minute part and the harvest occurs. And then all of a sudden it becomes something else completely. Because once you see the entire harbor in red, once you see what they do to these whales, it's like, wait a second here. (laughs) You know, even though they are outsiders, and even though really they don't belong there, there is a point. There is a point. And the filmmaker ties it in wonderfully because at the end he talks about how many uh, cows and how many birds are killed per day. To feed us. Right. And once you see those numbers, after seeing what we've seen, it all, you, you just you just stop. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Well, I, maybe I didn't think the way I did think at the beginning of this. That's, that's awesome. Which, so is that going to change how you eat? Probably not. Okay. Because then there's also that, that whole issue of how certain things are ingrained in our behavior. I know I probably should. And I know I have noticed that as I'm getting older, I don't eat as much meat. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe something happens as you get older, and you don't. I, I don't know. But okay. I've noticed maybe, you know, I'll go a couple of days without eating meat. Right. And it's not even a conscious choice. It's right. just is. Oh well, that's what that is, and that's what I want. Right. Um, but it's a, it's a curious thing. It's a curious thing, and it taste of whale does the smart thing because it makes you think. And it puts you on the spot and it makes you question things. Right. And that's exactly what a movie like this is supposed to. And this this movie, and I didn't realize, I thought it was sport killing. No. Okay. No. No, it's it's tradition. I, okay. And, and it's interesting because he also goes into the history of it. Okay. And, you know, back when they, you know, in the late 1800s and what they did and how, I mean, they had to do this. Okay. I mean, it wasn't the modern, you know, supply chains and right. getting stuff from the outside. This was about them starving to death right. or not. Right. But then, of course, the argument is, well, you know, we don't have that anymore. You know, there are ways to get other things, right. uh, which kind of, you know, undercuts what they're saying about certain things. So it's a, if nothing else, it is a well-rounded film. Okay. And I felt as though he presented both sides of the argument very, very fairly. And the background that you need. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So interesting movie. Uh, you can get that on VOD, I think, this week, Video On Demand. Okay. But it's an interesting film. They also have some great salmon that comes out of the Faroe Islands. I'll take that. 
So salmon's okay. Yeah, okay. But, so, but, so I have but, an intellectual but whales. Right, but I have an intellectual thing. Like, I won't eat octopus after, especially watching my octopus teacher. Because they're smarter. They're smarter. Mm-hmm. And you won't um, eat a dolphin, of course. Chickens, chickens, no problem. Mm-hmm. They are the dumbest things so ever. So they have no souls. Uh, you have to say there's such a thing as a soul. Well, but, but you're making <laughs> you know? a distinction between an octopus and a whale. Intellect and understanding, and how long do they really live for anyway? So, so. a chicken doesn't know what's going to happen to it. Nope. A cow doesn't know what's going to happen to it. I don't know about cows. I struggle with that one. When I, when I see the cows in Ireland that, like, frolic and play, I think we have dumb cows here in the United States. Well, I don't think Our they're... cows come from the same bull. No, no, no. I think <laughs> our cows aren't allowed to frolic and play. I don't think they know how. I think that... Well, it's because they're not allowed to. Why, why do we raise them? Yeah. You know, they, they, we raise them to kill them. Yeah. You know, I don't know about Ireland cows, but if you say they frolic oh, and play, that they, must be a nice thing. Yeah, they, they have a wonderful <laughs> time, and they're pl- they, I've never seen cows play. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool, and I've only seen them play in Ireland. <laughs> Different deal. It is. So I, I, I think I rationalize my carnivore, carnivore-ism with saying what's smart and what's not. What do you feel about pigs? I can't eat them. Like, I really struggle. Like, if I'm at a party or something and, and someone serves it to me, I'll eat it, but I don't like it. Mm. I'm not a... You don't like the taste or because pigs are smart? Both. Okay. Both. Um, rabbits, I don't like the taste of, but I wouldn't have a problem. Mm. Even though I had a pet bunny. But rabbits are stupid. <laughs> well, by that, by that logic, we shouldn't be eating horses then. No. No, we should be. Oh, you think they're stupid? They let us get up on them and ride them. After breaking them. They let us break them. Okay, well, then we can get in a whole <laughs> humanity kind of argument now that we won't get yeah, into. I guess not, but yeah. yeah you're going to let me get up there and ride on you. I don't know about that. I think dogs are smarter than horses. I would, uh, yeah, completely. And I think dogs are, dogs are at the top of a lot. Would you eat a cat? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're kind of smart. I'd eat a cat. You'd eat a cat? Wouldn't eat a dog. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Cats are Okay, so we'd like for you to send us <laughs> what, what animal is, is above the what, line what, and what's below yeah, yeah. the line for you. Your edible, non-edible <laughs> animal list, please. Yeah. yeah. I'm kidding. I don't No, I want to see it. That'd I be don't. interesting. <laughs> we got anything else going on this week there, Chester? Uh, not really, as far as movies are concerned, no. Any TV? Uh, I'm still sticking with uh, The Staircase. Okay. It's very interesting, although the last episode I wasn't too pleased with. It kind of spun its wheels. But the Colin Firth, did he or didn't he murder case with Tony Collette. Pretty good, huh? It's, it's got me thinking. It's it, got me guessing. Did you watch Saul? Um, I'm behind by two, <laughs> by two episodes. Big surprise coming your way. Oh, really? And it's this worth is the cliffhanger. This is the cliffhanger, and then we have to wait till July. Oh, okay. yes. Okay, because I was bored. We watched one episode last night, and I was bored. See it through to the end. Okay. Big shocker. Okay. I screamed. No. Yeah, I screamed an awful expletive when it happened. Okay, Kristen. Chris, you're listening to this. Yeah. Party at my house. Better call Saul this weekend. Get it caught up. Um, I'm watching, I watched, binge watched Dairy Girls. Oh, okay. Because I went to Ireland, so yeah. I had to watch Dairy Girls. Mm-hmm. Really smart, really funny about mm-hmm. the troubles in Ireland. Um, what girls? And the girls are a group of girls going through the normal girl thing in high school. 
and they're living their life while um, everything around them is going to hell. Going to hell. Interesting. And it's smart and it's super funny. Thank you for telling me about this because I, I heard about it and I thought it was just a situation comedy. That's what I thought too and it's and, not. Kelsey okay. told me to watch it and so I, I gave it a try. I and they did it. On the British Baking Show, they did a special episode oh. with the cast. Oh, did they really? Yeah, so look oh, it up. Look that one up. Okay, yeah. cool. Awesome. All right, that one's on Netflix, I believe. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I'll do a flow chart. <laughs> um, you can check everything out on, on Facebook or realtalkwithchuckandpam.com. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week.